Hello and welcome to Deja View, the Ithacan's weekly review podcast. I'm Review's editor, Jake Leary. It's another packed house today. I'm going to talk about comics for the millionth time. I'm going to let the guests introduce themselves. I'm Antonio Fermi. I'm a contributing writer for the Ithacan. I'm Aiden Lentz. I'm a staff writer for the Ithacan. I'm Colin Tester. I'm a staff writer for the Ithacan. And we're going to talk about all of the problems with the DC universe, and we're going to do it in like under 15 minutes, so buckle up, because this is going to be a fast ride. Antonio, go. All right, well, I'm not even going to start about the movies. I'm just going to talk about the production value behind DC and the people at Warner Brothers who literally have no idea what they're doing. Let's talk about what's actually in production right now at Warner Brothers. we got Justice League, which is coming out in November, and you have Aquaman, which comes out 13 months later. Now, what do we have after that? A bunch of movies that are in quotations, production, and literally every other week we have to hear this director drop, this actor says this, this happened, this movie's canceled, oh wait, this is going to happen, and it's just an absolute mess to the point where like I don't even like to like listen to the news anymore. It, it's just ridiculous. You have like 20 movies in production right now. Half of which star the Joker. <laughs> and half of which are the Joker, and it's literally mind-boggling. It, it's crazy. I don't think any of these movies are actually going to happen besides like Wonder Woman 2 and maybe like one or two more. But like as of now, like 75% of those movies aren't happening like the next three or four years because it's just not going to happen. They're not going to get turned around. Warner Brothers has no idea what they're doing with these properties. It's just kind of like one big giant mess. I, I think, yeah, when you look at Marvel, and it becomes a problem for Marvel that they have everything planned out to a letter. Mm-hmm. So whatever they're going to be doing in 2022, they already they, know. They have it planned until right 2025 right now. Yeah. So yes. And because they're in that rigid, <sighs> locked-in mm-hmm. formula, nothing is going to change. Yep. But we've already talked about that. Yes. DC has the opposite problem where all of the cards are up in the air and they're trying to catch <laughs> as many as they can and it's not going well. Um who thinks that a Shazam movie is going to happen? A. Who thinks that if a Shazam movie happens, it's going to be a good idea? B. And that's not the only one. They're trying to introduce all these characters that people don't care about mm-hmm. and are silly. And when you see them on the screen, look silly. You look at the way Cyborg looks, and he looks like a bunch of metal shards glued to a human being. You look at Aquaman, and he looks like a bunch of CGI scales glued to a human being. There's not there's not a cohesion and there's not a solid production design and there's not mm. thought behind it. There it, is no thought behind it. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the Justice League, part of it is the unfortunate uh, situation going on with the directors at the moment, but it really is a perfect microcosm of what's so wrong with the DC universe, which is a bunch of characters who clash very bizarrely on screen together. None of them quite look good except for Wonder Woman who basically just has the same character design. Everyone that had a good character design, like Batman, looked great in the last movie. That movie's bad for a lot of reasons. Batman looks great. They gave him weird goggles and stuff. The best that that movie can aspire to be is fine. And there's a good chance it will be. But after that, what is the sense that we're building to? After Avengers, it was a world of possibilities. And this this universe has never felt like a world of possibilities because it's made by the guy that made Watchmen, which is nihilism turned into superheroes. So this production aesthetic is and overall philosophy has is trying to become a very commercialized formulaic universe, but it was being spearheaded by the guy who adapted works by Frank Miller, the guy that 
hated that idea more than anyone else. Yeah, so you've basically said my grievance, so I'm going to go in the opposite direction um, that I planned on going and say that the tone of these movies is infuriating to me <laughs> because you it learns all of the wrong lessons from the Christopher, Christopher Nolan movies. The Christopher Nolan movies are grounded and realistic and gritty, very dark, a lot of brooding going on there, a lot of like anxiety and melodrama going on there. So what do the DC Universe movies do? Well, we'll make everything incredibly dark and we'll make everything incredibly gritty and grounded and shady and gross because that's cool, man. Edgy is cool. They're designed like the interior of a hot topic. It doesn't it doesn't work the way they're trying to make it work. And the highlight of that is Suicide Squad where you look at that movie and it's all over the place because it doesn't know what it wants to be because now that universe doesn't know what it wants to be and it doesn't know how to carry on that goal. And it's not even fun. You could make a fun, very flawed movie and its flaws almost make it more charming. The fact that these movies are so self-serious make every flaw, A, immediately recognizable as you're watching it on first viewing. Batman v Superman is one of those movies where you realize, oh, yeah, being a film critic's not that hard because everything that's wrong with this movie is so apparent. And I could talk about this on the drive back. Suicide Squad the same way. And the fact that they're so self-serious and they want you to think about these huge concepts just make them totally obnoxious and unwatchable. So, yeah. It's a joyless experience. And if you look at superheroes, and I'm saying this as somebody who only learned to read because he was interested in a Batman comic, um, superheroes are dumb. And they're Very. fun, and they're exciting and energetic. And you can have moments of darkness. Again, you look at the Christopher Nolan movies, and there you go, and you read some of the comics, and there you go. But there is a humor to that. There is a muscular blue man who's flying around in tights. That's an absurd idea. And the Marvel movies have a sense of humor about it, which is why some of the ridiculousness of that world doesn't feel as out of place. That's my grievance. Mm -hmm. Colin. I'm going to say that the DCEU breaks my heart, and it's sad because they Thank haven't you. even done that much yet. We've only had Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide Squad, and then Wonder Woman, of course. Um, and it's just this mismatch of parts that don't make a, a cohesive whole. You look at Man of Steel, which was the first introduction we had to it, really dark, you know, introduced Superman and like kind of set the tone, or at least it should have, for the rest of the universe. And then you had Batman vs. Superman, which had to introduce Batman, a flagship character, act as the sequel to Man of Steel, and set up uh, Wonder Woman and Justice League both, because they throw Wonder Woman in there to, kind of, to add another character, because that needed to happen. And then it was, it was supposed to set up Justice League, because up to that point, they'd only had Batman and Superman as the like two members of the League. And it, it failed because that's way too much for one movie to undertake. And so we've, we've talked about how Zack Snyder really probably, in a lot of ways, was not the best choice to really helm the whole project. And now it's looking like he's kind of being phased out, which is both good because we've seen that the DCU has failed so far, but it's also problematic because that's like taking Kevin Feige out of Marvel right when it's starting to go. And that's really a problem because like you need one cohesive plan one cohesive tone and theme and goal 
And without that, now they're shifting it in this whole different direction. What's add, what's adds on to the problem that Antonio mentioned, where we have all these things up in the air right now, and nothing's really cemented because of all this transition, which adds to all the problems that are already mm-hmm. plaguing the whole thing into the point where it's really on the brink of absolute failure. Yeah, th- there's a general instability about everything going on there. Um, and it would be better to just can it now and, I mean, I would say quit while you're ahead, but mm-hmm. A, that's a cliche phrase, and B, they're nowhere near ahead, so it doesn't work at all. They hired Jeff Johns right after the release of Batman v Superman as almost some sort of indication, um, who, by the way, was the editor-in-chief of DC Comics, I believe, yes. um, for about a decade, might be totally wrong, for a very long time at least, and he's generally regarded as a positive figure within the comics universe that really understands superheroes. What happened after that? It got worse. It got more unclear. Uh, the production, as you said, it seems that under him, things haven't gotten better. And if the guy who um, is the most beloved fan icon within the DC uh, community can't fix it, then yeah, it's clearly a broken ship. And what you had said about it being heartbreaking, I really want to like emphasize this. Batman v Superman makes me viscerally sad. Like, more sad than Room starring Brie Larson. It makes me so sad because Batman murders people and he doesn't like himself and Alfred hates him and Superman hates him and Batman hates Superman, but maybe they like each other because their moms both moms both are named Martha. Everything about it makes me so sad because, and it makes me even more upset because what, the, what did they say when the movies are bad? We made it for the fans. Well, as a fan, you took my childhood and you stumped it right at the neck. And it's dead now. You didn't make this for me. You made it for money. And don't try and lie to me. We're going to bounce back to me so I can say, hey, Aiden, we're going to bounce back to you. What's your grievance? (laughs) Wonder Woman is a really fun time. And this isn't a grievance more as I'm going to try and make this a bit more positive. Thank you. A direction to maybe go. Obviously, the best case scenario is that they stop doing this and they do what DC Comics does really well and just make a lot of one-off stories. But that's probably not going to happen for some bizarre reason. So what you do is you take Patty Jenkins in which Wonder Woman, while it's not flawless, its third act isn't great, Patty Jenkins has a clear directorial vision. Her tone is consistent throughout the whole of the movie. She introduces ridiculous elements like the Amazon Island that work and are enjoyable and enhance the experience of it. She can handle characters. She can handle action. Really, at this point, the way to go is just to make her the new Zack Snyder. What do you do without Zack Snyder? Um, Just have Patty Jenkins do whatever the next flagship movie is, which maybe shouldn't even be a Justice League movie. What should it be? Who the heck knows? But, yeah, I don't know. I just want to see more Patty Jenkins stuff. And it's unfortunate that we only have one Patty Jenkins. So I think, yeah, try and make more Wonder Woman because it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It really doesn't. It's a war drama. It does Captain America the First Avenger better than Captain America the First Avenger. And so I think, yeah, the way to go forward is to maybe get Patty Jenkins and whoever her disciples are, because directors tend to have a lot of people around them that, that want to make stuff like them, and, yeah, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, you're pinpointing people. Pinpointing people. Oh, the alliteration. You're, you're finding people who have proven themselves in this world. Um, and... Zack Snyder was never that person. And we've seen how he's handled comic book adaptations before because the movie he's arguably most famous for, 300, is a comic book adaptation. And uh, Hot Take, that's a trash movie. Um, True. And Watchmen is fine. You know, he, he's not... 
he's not a visionary. He has a style, but he's not a visionary. And there is a big difference there. So I I do think we're in an interesting era because we are in between, we're recording this in between Wonder Woman and Justice League. We are in between a period of great hope and a period of potentially heartbreaking misery. Um, Because Wonder Woman was a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. It had a well-developed hero, which none of the DC movies have had before now. Villain wasn't great, but it built a world and a drama, and it had that reverence that superheroes should have, and maybe that's the way to go. And I think that's a really nice note to end on, so that's where we're going to end. Guys, it's time to plug things. Antonio, go. I have a Twitter handle, uh, Antonio underscore Fermi, and uh, I'll leave it there. I write reviews for the site in the paper. Um, Look out for my Justice League review where I will not address the fact that I'm very upset at Batman v Superman, but I'll try and be as objective as possible. My heart is open. I want them. To, I want it to be good, and if it's not good, go back and listen to this podcast, and, and yeah, you'll, you'll see. And I'll just say that I'm, also, I'm the president of the comic book club, so if you like comic books and want to talk more about the movies, so swing by Friends 307 on some Saturday at 4.30, and I'll likely be there with the other members talking about what else but comic books. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure. Really has. Could do this all day, but my producer would kill me, and I'd run out of air. Um, This has been Deja Vu. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything else, you can send an email to ithacanlifeandculture at gmail.com. You can tweet me at JD underscore O'Leary, which I swear, I drafted a tweet the other day, guys. I'm trying. Um, that's, That's about it. Please read the site. Please read our reviews. Please send feedback and, you know, try to engage with us, and hopefully we'll all respond in some sort of way. That's been a show. Has been a show. I'll just say that again. That's been our show. For Deja Vu, I'm Jake Leary. (laughs) 